Welcome to All the Balls Week 10. I'm Jake Platter, joined alongside Connor Howe and special guest Chandler Hutchison because Justin Miller is out this week. We had to replace him with someone better. Say hi, Chandler. Oh, that's, that's not fair. Justin, I'm honored to be sitting in your seat down here in Chow's basement. Um, you know, it's big shoes to fill. Justin running the show and, you know, communication, everything when it comes to Justin Miller. So honored to be here. Happy to fill in. I hope, we're happy to have you, too. I hope he doesn't get COVID down there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's, uh, he's down in Georgia. We'll see if he quarantines when he comes back. My guess is he won't. Uh, no, but he, you know what? Let's just move on. All right, all right. So, Chandler, um, you know, we had you on. You're not our first guest, but you are our first non-celebrity uh, guest. So we're happy to have you here. You, uh, you want to tell us sort of like what your favorite sports are, where you think your expertise lies? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of all sports, really. You know, everything except hockey. That's kind of the only thing that I didn't grow up with. I'm a soccer fan. I'm a baseball Ooh. fan. I'm a basketball fan. I'm a football fan, you know. And I follow all the European leagues when it comes to soccer. I also follow our domestic league, the MLS, which gets no love. Wow. And I understand why they don't get any love. But I'm also an MLS fan. I'm a big Rev supporter. Uh, all right. You know. Go Revs. That's big time. I'm, I'm a Pats fan, being being from Easton, you know. Uh, I love the NFL. Dominate for the last 20 years here in the AFC East. Absolutely. Right, right Chow? Yeah, it looks good right now, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, they you know? got two more wins than the Jets. <laughs> yeah, we kept Stephon Gilmore, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We, we, I think we could be okay. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan. Shout out to Alex Cora being back today. Uh, maybe we can yes. talk about that later, too. That's awesome. And uh, this, this also often... Hurts, hurts to hear for people, but I'm a Duke fan, and you know I'm not one of those just bandwagon Duke fans. You know, uh, there's there's some family history. There's you know my you're related my, to Tatum. No, I wish. But, you know, <laughs> uh, my aunt was the police chief down in uh, the town uh, next to Durham. Wow. Um, you know, so I got Ooh. a little Duke connection down there. Uh, so I love Duke. Go Duke. Um, All right. Well, yeah. that's uh that's something I want to pan off of first. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am an avid non-Duke guy, to put it in the best best way possible. Uh, Coach K is, is just someone, yeah, he has a lot of respect and he's ter- tremendous, tremendous achievements within the college basketball community. But frankly, I think he's one that needs to be investigated more than these other coaches. What do you have to say to that? I would say that every single person involved in any sport should be investigated because they all cheat. <laughs> whoa, whoa. They all lie. The Jets don't cheat. The Jets can't cheat. There's nothing to cheat for. There's no one to cheat. Like, what are they going to do? Cheat their way up to losing by 10 instead of 12? (laughs) It doesn't help. It doesn't help. I think that Coach K should be investigated just like everyone else, but I think that, like all the big programs, no one cares. I yeah. think that you find I don't care. you find a guy yeah you find a guy like Sean Miller at Arizona who is just like yeah I gave DeAndre Ayton half a mil you know I was surprised that other teams wouldn't like are you kidding me look at this kid you know <laughs> and I th- I think that they all do it I think that they all do it but I think the bigger teams get away with it more because they got money you know Coach K they bring in the money yeah who knows what Coach K gets paid every year it's, you know they say it's ten mil ah. it's probably fifteen <laughs> it's probably twenty it's he probably gets concession concession percentages they probably. <laughs> They probably, they probably let him keep whatever he doesn't give to his players. There's yeah. no way Coach K's on a salary like, oh yeah, it's just 10 mil, man. Here you go. Like, 
Yeah, it's, it's there's, you know, there's it's, incentives. There's it's like incentives. The, He's got a Nike deal. Like it was like the Patriots with uh, you know TB12. Like they were funneling Brady money. Oh. They had to have been. The guy was getting paid like 14 mil while he's winning MVP and Super yeah. Bowls. You know, like yeah, it happens everywhere. And that's the thing. You know, I accept it just because I think it's universal. Like okay. you see Alex Cora do it. Yep. You see oh that whole God. Astros, and no one even cares when the Astros do it. Rob Manfred calls. The World Series trophy, a piece of metal, you know? And he, you know, and then the you see the videos of Aaron Judge with your beloved Yankees looking away. Like, everyone everyone cheats. Everyone steals Ooh, signs. Everyone has recruiting violations. He's coming for your neck. Everybody. He's, he's not wrong. He brings some valid points. And you know what? I do have to give my credit to Coach Gay. He's been a great coach uh, throughout all of his time at Duke. And Coach Cal has Coach been the one who's – Closest competition, and he's had some down years with Kentucky. We've noticed, and uh, never happens with Coach K. He never really has a down year. He's always top five, a top ten. Of, he gets the best guys. A lot and of college year in, year basketball. The Nick Saban of college basketball. Like in college, in a, it's hard to dominate college basketball because you get into a tournament, you lose, you're done. That's true, but there, there are more than just Duke that are consistently good every single year. Not, not to the level that Duke does it. Duke does it like year in and year out. You're like. They could win a chip this year. That's not the case in college basketball with most teams. Like you're like, yeah, they could. They're probably not gonna because they get to the tournament and they all of a sudden they face a somewhat good team or a team they don't sure. match up well with, and they get out. Coach K, he always finds a way yeah, to. Yeah, he's, he's probably the favorite every time. Other than most I, of them. Other than I remember a couple of those times when the 15 seed did bounce Duke. That was, that was yeah, fun. that was fun. Yeah, watching us uh, see like learning who CJ McCollum was as Lehigh yeah. was just yeah. dominating my Duke Blue Devils. It makes sense like, now. I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, Gordon Hayward with Butler. Like, yep. Gordon Hayward and Shelvin Mack almost take, Shelvin Mack's taking nice. down Duke by themselves. You know, it it is interesting. And I see both sides of it. Um, but I think one thing that Connor is saying with it is Duke really has dominated since like 1980. Yeah. And that's that's one thing. Like Coach K came in, you know, he he played for West Point. He wow. was a cadet. He was their point guard, and he ended up being an assistant coach there before he came to Duke. But Duke has been good since he got there. You know, like yeah. stepping stepping right into the ring with a guy like Dean Smith at UNC is a hard thing to do. And Co- Coach K has been doing it forever. You know, he's getting Grant Hill and Christian Leitner to win championships in 1990, and then he's getting Jaleel Okafor to win one in 2015. That was really like, a great achievement because that guy sucks. <laughs> Perfect college player. Bad pro player because yep. when you're six eleven in college, you can hide all the defensive stuff. You do whatever you want. The court's smaller, three point lines not as far, and you can hide those kind of things. And but I mean, some of the calls in that championship game were were pretty bad. You know, yeah. on on Duke's end, like Frank Kaminsky and Justice Winslow at the end of the game. That ball's out on Winslow hundred times out of a hundred times. But you Man, know, they they let I, Duke win some of those games. I know. I was yeah. a big Nigel Hayes guy. We'll never. <laughs> he was so good. I'm glad people remember that Wisconsin team because that was a good team. They were nice. Frank the Tank, Sam Decker, uh, Nigel nice. Hayes. Like, what yeah. a front court. What a 3 4 5 in college basketball. Yeah. 6 10, 6 9, and 7 yep. feet. Yeah. Whew. I know. Whew. Well, I love college basketball as much as the next guy. <laughs> we're going to get into it a lot next week with our draft special previewing the NBA draft since it's right around the corner. We're going to do mocks. We're going to be talking about who teams should target, maybe some trade potential. But for now, let's move on to the sport we all love, the NFL, (sighs) football. 
We're going to be talking about last night's game. Connor, were you surprised at all by how last night went? No. Um, the only thing I'm surprised about is that the Niners didn't put up any fight. I, th- You know, I love Shanahan as a coach. I think he's one of the best coaches that the NFL has. I think he's been getting, to put it in short term, getting screwed uh, with his quarterback play. You know. Maybe I mean, he has bad quarterbacks. They're not great. He went to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan, who I I know he's a BC guy. I just don't have. I just don't think he's great. I mean, when you can't move outside of the pocket, you, you, Tom Brady can't move outside the pocket. He f- finds an exception to the rule in today's NFL, and it's insane. Drew Brees can't test. move outside the pocket. Drew Brees is dying. <laughs> Drew Brees is dying. Hey, Michael Thomas is back this week. That's going to be yeah, a little lifeline for Drew. That's going to little wait. IV back hanging ten, over his shoulder. Ten catches for eighty yards. Like that's that's, that's it. No, that's what Michael Thomas is. Like he, I mean, unless, unless he set the reception record last year, but one twenty nine. I love it, and he was, and he was target one of the least targeted receivers over twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and, a slot man. You think Drew Brees can throw a thirty yard ball anymore? No, no, not. <laughs> of course he's going to be targeted under twenty. It's awful, but. But yeah, I mean, I expected the Packers to win huge because Aaron Rodgers lost last week, and you know he loves. He lost two weeks in a row. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I he lost he... to Tampa Bay. Yeah, because they were 5-0, and oh, right? Yeah. And then they, they lost. They got the... slaughtered by Tampa Bay. Yeah, they killed them. And they got killed by the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I did not know they Two lost shock in a row. Games. But yeah, I don't expect them to lose three in a row like that. So Never. good for him to win, but I did say that the Vikings were going to win last week, and they did. You did. That was a good call. But yeah, I mean, I'm not. We'll get to how good your picks were later, but that was a good call. <laughs> Thank you. Chandler, what do you think about last night's game? Do you watch? Yeah, you know, I didn't watch the whole game. I got to see bits and pieces. I got home from work at like 8.30, so, you know, I got to catch some of it. But my biggest takeaway is just that Aaron Rodgers, like we were talking about before the show started, is just the most nonchalant, successful guy ever. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like if Tim Duncan had a tiny bit more personality and one less, like, he's... It's, That's the trade-off. Yeah, yeah, you know, the plays, mm-hmm. it's funny, the plays actually aren't that flashy. No. Like, he rolls out of the pocket and just puts pinpoint passes on or just lobs it 50 yards for a perfect pass. Like, it's not flashy. He just goes out and he dominates. But like we talked about, he lost two weeks in a row, and he didn't care in those games. You can see in his body language. You can see all that kind of stuff. But Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback ever. I mean, he has everything, and he's been doing it for a while, but he only has that one Super Bowl, which kind of hinders him. I just keep saying that. But the Packers dominated. They were up 21-3 at halftime, which, you know, the game's over at that point, right? You're down 18 at half. You don't have your whole roster if you're the 49ers. And I I thought it was funny looking at the box score after that the Niners uh, were up 14-3 in the fourth quarter. Like, they outscored. Yeah, Rodgers was done. Yeah. Checked out. Yeah, the game's over. And you can still let up 14 points in the fourth quarter and not have zero worry about a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they were, they were up like 30. The, like the game was over They were up at 31. Halftime. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. And, I mean, I was thinking this a couple weeks ago, but I think it's confirmed. I think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. I was just going to say the exact same thing. He has to be. I, it's, it's, he's quietly, like, the best receiver in the league. People want to say Julio's the best because of his physical talent. People want to say, you know. I do. Yeah? yeah? Well, Who yeah. He's, he's Matt Ryan throwing him the ball, for God's sake. People want to say Michael Thomas the Depends best because he's he, he can get 130 catches in a season. Right. But Devontae That's Adams fair. is not only just a, a great receiver, he comes down with a lot of really hard balls, yeah. but this dude is a red zone monster. Last night yeah. marked the fifth touchdown for him in a three-week span. He also has gotten the first touchdown of the game for Green Bay three weeks in a row. 
He he is just he's their go-to guy. He's who they go to second and third. You <laughs> you can't trust Valdez Scantling, even though he had two touchdowns last night. Lazard's yep. on IR. It Devontae Adams is this offense outside of Aaron Jones, and Aaron Rodgers is is lucky to have him, honestly. I know Aaron Rodgers can make dudes good that aren't good, but when he has someone good like Devontae Adams, he can do anything he wants. I did crap on Rodgers, but I will say the Packers don't give him any weapons. No. <laughs> I mean, he you, has to make the weapons they, himself. They never have, and they never will. You Adams can, is nice, though. You can draft yes. a wide receiver in the first round, but instead you trade up to take Jordan's replacement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, and then get a, a backup for the next best position you have. Not yeah. even that. You got the Jets taking Denzel Mims in the second round. They take A.J. Dillon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Aaron Jones put 19 TDs last year. Yeah, and he's not done. He keeps going. Jones didn't play well last night, but again, limited touches. Oh, it looked like every time Jones touched the ball, he got like 10 yards. Well, I think he had like 15 carries for like 60 or something like that. You know, so solid game, but nothing flashy. But it's, again, he didn't need to. There was no no point. He got way less touches than he normally would. They were torching him. He's a little hurt, too. Yeah, Yeah, the game was over. It was a game-time decision. So I think, yeah, I think we're all on the same page. Um... The the six and a half point line for the Packers was really insulting. <laughs> um, they they dominated like they should have, and the 49ers look a little lost without their their starting team. Connor, you you said it uh, before the show as well. Not a single player who touched the ball in the Super Bowl played in that game last night. That is insane. Yeah, I mean that just shows you how decimated the Niners are. I mean, my hope for them is like they just mail it in. Because that's the best thing they can and do. And do what? Mail it in for the draft, man. Who? What? They're not, they're not drafting a quarterback. Half a season left. No. Too. Yeah, and they have eight games, and they're you, you they're right like, outside the playoffs. They have two more wins than the Patriots. <laughs> Compete for the top ten, like you, like top ten player in the NFL draft. Like he's got to get one of those guys. Get what? Like a defensive guy, just or get, like a big name receiver? Just anything. It'd be. I mean, just figure out what he'll, he'll, hole you need to fill. Just figure Philly out that. Philly need the hole, exactly. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just figure it out. You'll be fine. Top ten pick. All right, I can agree with that. If you if you don't think you got it, you might as well stop. Just mail it in. Um, and they they just tell, definitely just, just tell Jimmy yeah. he's not playing this year, and you're not you're not playing next year for us. You're getting cut. Yeah. Well, spe- speaking of the NFL draft, I mean, save money. How do you how do you think college football is going, and how do you think these these players are going to shape up when it comes to the NFL? It's been really weird college football. Like you got half half of the guys started four weeks ago, half of them just started today. Like it's it's a ins- couple of them just stopped. Exactly, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. But the the one thing I do want to talk about is like the the quarterback field that's going to look like for next year's draft. Obviously, you got Fields and Lawrence. Those are top three picks guaranteed. Lawrence, the consensus number one overall pick, consensus. One of the best prospects we've seen in years. I mean, once in a generation type player. But you got guys like Trey Lance, North Dakota State. He's probably going to be a top 10, top 15 pick. Whoa. Same college as Carson Wentz. Um, That's not saying much. You got Exactly. But you got this kid named Zach Wilson out of BYU. People say he's going to be a first round pick. What do you say? What do I say? I say I haven't heard of him until this year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he existed. Is he senior? Uh, I think he's a sophomore, junior, or what? something. I don't know. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. This kid just came out and came out of the woodworks at a BYU. I mean, good for him that he's, you know, tied to God and all that. But I think, uh, he has to be a I good football it's... player. And just and just the other, these other guys, Mac Jones at Alabama is getting a lot of love for the Heisman this year. I don't think he's that good. Kyle Trask and love out of Florida too. I don't like that either. I don't trust any Alabama quarterback. 
Never. There's not a top program that produces quarterbacks. That's just like not how it works. They produce everything around them. I mean, this guy has the same stats. What do you mean? It has no. What what? What about like Clemson? Deshaun Watson and who else? Trevor Lawrence. He has. He hasn't made it yet. Yeah. He made it. You have one guy who's been a fairly good quarterback, but I mean, before Dabo Sweeney got there, well, Clemson was nothing. Right. You know what I mean? They, there's nothing. I mean, Michigan doesn't <coughs> do it. Ohio State doesn't do it. Alabama doesn't NC do it. NC State. LSU doesn't do it. NC State kind of. I mean, you got Russell Wilson for two years. Jacoby Brissett. You know? Jacoby Brissett and who? Mike Glennon? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, there's nobody. There's nobody. That's three leaguers. Look at the top quarterbacks and where they come from, man. It's Texas Tech. It's Louisville. Mm-hmm. It's it's random schools. I think Peyton know? Manning. I think Tennessee. Tennessee. Like, here's Tennessee. Yeah. Led the league in interceptions his rookie year. You yep. know? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's but never the, too late. But the top programs don't produce those guys, and that's why I look at this guy from uh, Alabama and I'm like, all right, A.J. McCarron, cool. Yeah. Be a, <laughs> yeah. Be a okay. clear backup. You know, because what makes you look great is Julio Jones and Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley. <laughs> and just <laughs> yeah, the list sure. goes on and Versus on. Versus guys Jerry who Judy. aren't going to be in the league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think something interesting is, you know, you can talk up how many quarterbacks there are. I don't know how many NFL teams feel they need a quarterback. But it's so valuable. Like You're totally right. But but, but I, I think some of these guys could fall because a lot of these high high pick teams are teams that have had high picks the last few years and aren't ready to move on yet. Right, so let's look at teams that need a quarterback. Yeah. I got the Jets in bold letters. Of course, they're gonna t- they're <laughs> gonna take Trevor Lawrence, and you, you can you can pencil it in now. He's t- you can pen it in actually. No pencil, no yeah. eraser necessary. Lawrence, um, the, he's getting tra- they're getting Trevor Lawrence. The Pats need a quarterback. I think they'll get Justin Fields if their if their record is bad enough. They're gonna get Justin Fields in the top five. I think the Falcons should be looking for a quarterback. I don't. I'm gonna write down. I think that's in- incredibly disrespectful. <laughs> to who? I, Matt Ryan. I would put Pittsburgh on that list. Pit- Pittsburgh should be purely on that list. because of age. I'll agree with and you. And injuries. They should. Like, they should trade for Darnold. But the problem is, you just want to haul Steelers, back. <laughs> the problem is, the Steelers are not going to be competing for these picks. Yeah. So well, they, Darnold, they, they, will, they are completely comfortable waiting for whoever falls. Well, what I think would happen with a team like the Steelers or even the Falcons, that could be one of those. Uh, actually, not the Falcons because they're so bad. But with a team like the Steelers, they they're gonna end up with the twenty eighth pick, right? They're maybe better. Yeah, oh, right. Worse. Right. They're having a fantastic year, but that's a team that trades from twenty eight to twenty. Sure. Twenty eight to. I don't even think they'll to sixteen. To. But you move up to take one of those guys to be a backup. I mean, the, their backups have been horrible. Yeah, and, and you know, a testament to that team, they, they can play Mason Rudolph and still be a game out from the playoffs. So I, I agree the Steelers should be looking to a quarterback, you know, a team in a similar situations like the Saints. Like, they'll probably, unless they think Taysom Hill's the guy or they want to re-sign Jameis, like, I think the Saints probably should look to a quarterback, and maybe if you're the Steelers, you trade up for that reason. But otherwise, like, if, if you're looking at the rest of the teams between 20 and 28, like you're saying... How many of them are going to get a quarterback? I got 10 teams, man. You got 10? (laughs) I got 10 teams. Keep going. I got the Jets. I got the Pats. I got the Falcons. I got the Steelers. I got the football team. I got the Cowboys. I got the Saints. I got the Jags. Broncos, I put a question mark. That can be a debate. I don't like Drew Locke. I don't get any of the hype around Drew Locke. No, me neither. I feel like he came out of nowhere. I got the Colts. I think the Colts are a good pick. Who's (laughs) The Jags are a good pick. I got the Saints. Saints, good pick. Cowboys. Dak's on a one year. He's hurt, and you don't have a backup. They'll 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 give him a contract. 
You think so? Absolutely. You think Jerry will give it to him? Yes. At a reduced price? Yes. You think Dak will take it at a reduced price? Yes. He has three legs right now because one of them's snapped in half. All right. What about the football team? They should get a quarterback. So that's like you just said. Like, seven. I'll put one more team in there All because right. I just thought of it. The Titans should try and get a quarterback. They just gave Tannehill big money. They're not yeah, they it. just gave him eighty-eight mil over four. Ridiculous. They're not Horrible. Do yeah, they're All right. They're five how, and two. They how about good. the How about the Vikings? They just extended Kirk. No way. Why would they do that? I don't know why he they want he they want a playoff. Did they, they guarantee his money again? When I Kirk, think they did. When Kirk got signed to the Vikings, I felt like it was the summer of 2016 in the NBA. Just seeing Timothy Mozgov get 64 mil and Luol Dane get 64 mil and Alan Crabb gets 62. Chandler <laughs> Parsons. Chandler Parsons gets 88 mil. And uh, that's how Isn't I felt watching. Yeah, that's how I felt watching uh, Kirk Cousins sign his contract. It's like, is he still the only player to ever get a fully guaranteed deal? No, I know the QB did after him. I thought because that's gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not the guy I would give it to, but he was the first like over B minus B quarterback that hit free agency like that since Peyton Manning. Like yeah. They also got worse. <laughs> yeah, because they gave them all that money and they lost their defensive identity. Case Keenum was nice. Case Stoops. Keenum was magic. Stop. 13 games. Good yeah. For him. Good for him. A good 13 games. Yeah, I don't think so. What's next? What's next? Oh, I mean, it's, that's just what I was bringing up. You know, we're talking about where quarterbacks, oh, yeah, we, where quarterbacks can go. I just got lost. We were in. The, we were talking about draft. Yeah, we were talking about where quarterbacks can go. Yeah, that was that was a big thing. But we got like four or five. I think four quarterbacks can get drafted in the first round. That's four. Yeah, I think there's Lance is going the first round. I agree. Okay, he's going first. Round. I don't know why, but he is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Either, the league has decided he's going for like top fifteen. You think if the Patriots get Justin Fields, they're a playoff team next year? Well, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. I love Justin Fields. I think he should be a Heisman consideration because now that Lawrence has COVID, you got to get him a receiver. I mean, he's not, two. Yeah, he's We're not going to do it by That's himself. fine. Use every pick on offense. He's not going to do it by himself. Bill can't draft a receiver. You're going to have to get someone else to do it. McDaniels. What's, what's going to happen with the Pats next year is even if they take fields, it's going to be about who plays. It's going to be, do you have Donta Hightower back? Do you have those guys, All those guys should come back. Do you have Marcus Cannon back? Do you mm. have Pat Chung back? Do, mm. Are all these guys fresh after a year off? But the Pats had nine opt-outs. They led the league in yep. opt-outs this year. And then they've lost so many of their guys to injury. And I think it's just who's there. I mean, how does this defense look with its, how do those, its um, best player in the middle? How do those know? contracts yeah. work? Um, I, think that, I think that with the COVID contracts, weren't the players getting like... I forget what they got for skipping the season, 250K or something like that. They and had an opt-out deal. Does it keep the, the year on? I think that it voids the contract for that year. So oh. I think that I think that you know everyone's contract is still continuing, but you okay. know, they chose they chose that one one lump sum over what they got this year. But I think it's what what happens with those guys because your best linebacker is Dante Hightower. Yep. And you're missing Pat Chung from um, the safety position, and you lost Deron Harmon this year. So you're missing you're missing very important players. And I like that the young guys are getting to play, but they're not doing very well. <laughs> you know what I they're mean? They're not. They're definitely yeah, not. The old guys aren't doing too well either. Yeah, you know. So I th- I think with the Pats, it's all about who do you get back next year, and what does the season look like? Because I mean, 
COVID cases are going up. Who knows? Who knows what this is going to look like next year? Who we got until next season? September. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm I'm excited for it, but it's it's interesting to see because it's it they're all variables right now. Yep. I don't worry about the defense with Bill. That's a thing. I guess he knows what he's doing. Just <laughs> outside, like looking in, just just like I never know who the past edge rushers are, like year in and year out. Like you know the notable guys when they leave, but like you just don't know when he's cooking. See, that's up. that's the problem. Those guys that you don't know are notable by the time they leave. Oh, they are. They they do because Bill is a genius. That one one thing on that is uh, I was on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and I forget what fan base it was, but. They uh, said, you know, my second cornerback's better than anyone else in the league. And the Pats fans were like, have you never heard of J.C. Jackson? Yep. Like, have you never heard of him? And a bunch of people from different fan bases are like, who? Like, who's J.C. Jackson? Yeah, meanwhile, he's like a like, top corner. Yeah, he's literally the best number two corner in the league right now. Yep. He has plenty of interceptions, game-breaking plays. Like, dude's fantastic. And it's just one of those guys you're not going to know until he leaves. Chandler Jones. You know, yeah, gets paid by the Cardinals. That's how it works. It's just, Bill just Bill recycles people through, man. Yep, he really does. He knows how to handle the cap. So I, I think the Pats are in decent hands. But if they get Fields, that's scary. I think it could be a lot of fun watching Josh McDaniels drop an offense around Justin Fields. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't love what's happened with Cam. Of course, we have no receivers and nobody's getting open. But Cam needs to run the ball eighteen times a game for us to have a chance to win. And that's just not going to happen. So with Justin Fields, you bring him in, you go more with what we ran with Jacoby Brissett two, three years ago mm-hmm. when he played a few games. A lot of play action, a lot of passing, a sure. lot of passing out to the flats while rolling left and spread right. Spread huge fucking yeah. spread the field. Yeah. Wide. And maybe get a tight end, Bill. Get a tight end. <laughs> I was going to say, get a tight end. Get a, I think maybe a vet tight end might be the move. Um, you know, it's hard to pair rookies up and, you know, with, if Fields is the guy. You want to get guys he can trust. So maybe a vet tight end, some receiver that needs a change of scenery, and we could turn into a good team. I was hoping they'd trade for Marvin Jones in the, uh, mm. at the deadline. That would have been a nice pickup, but I think that the Lions were a little skittish because Galladay's been hurt. Um, that's why he didn't move. Another guy, Golden Tate. You know, I think the offseason could come around and those guys could be traded, potentially. And the Patriots are totally fine giving away picks for that, I think. So we'll see what happens with that. I like Golden Tate. That's a good move. You said something last week, too. You said Evan Ingram. I yep. think that would be a huge move that the Pats oh, would be incredible. That'd be a benefit from. I don't think he's a good fit in New York. Do you know no how many Patriots um, tight ends have caught touchdowns? How many? Zero. Since Gronk left. No. How? Oh. Since Gronk, left, Since Gronk left, how many passing touchdowns have gone to tight ends for the New England Patriots? Pa- not, not, tight, not tight ends with touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns to tight ends. I'm going to go... Since Gronk left. Three? Seven. Two. No. <laughs> no. Two. I was too yep. generous. And, you know, this week Gronk didn't catch one, but the two weeks before, you know, he caught one each game. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we have two Who did those touchdowns go to? I don't have them off the top of my head. I want to say one was Ben Watson last night. Yup, definitely. I want to say one because, I mean, Ben Watson, you know, he'd come in and get those 30 minutes <laughs> every once in a while, oldest guy in the field. I can't tell you the other one. Jeez. Excellent. Excellent. That's tough. Well, we'll take, a, we'll take a little break from football and we'll move to, uh, I think, our all of our second favorite potentially is uh, the NBA. Some of our favorites. And... Somehow, some way, the NBA is going to start in six weeks. 
It just ended like three weeks ago. The NBA is starting in six weeks. Can't wait. December tw- <laughs> December twenty second. You you heard a lot of players say they didn't want this. They were gonna sit out. They were they were gonna take a month off. LeBron said if we started December twenty second, the whole first half of the season, I'm just throwing lobs to AD. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> and I I kind of believe him because why wouldn't that work? And you know now you got we're six weeks out. We got so much to do. We got we got the draft. We got free agency. We got preseason. I, is that a thing this year? Who knows? Follow the NFL model and skip it. Yeah, and then have half your your team injured by you know halfway through the year. It sounds good to me. Um, there's so much to happen in the next six weeks for the NBA, and then the season's gonna start. Who knows when it's gonna end? I don't know if it's gonna be 82 games. I'm hoping it is. If it's condensed, if the if there's less off days, there's so much going on. Is there gonna be another bubble? Who knows what is gonna happen with the NBA? But I think we need to talk. I know we're gonna talk more about the draft. Let's talk a little about free agency. What do we What do we think the the big moves are here in free agency in the next six weeks? Well, I'll start with uh, Van Fleet. Um... Of course you will. I expect the Knicks to offer him four years. The max contract. No, no. If it was reasonable, we gave him four years, $80 million. Oh, God. It's a lot of money. He's getting more than that. You think so? Fred's going to get more than that. Absolutely. Damn. You would. You want the Knicks to give him more than that? I know I don't. I, okay, but they will. I'll cap out at 90. Four years for 90. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot for Van Fleet. It's a lot, but the Knicks have never had a point guard in, like, years. Do you want Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul for 45 mil or Van Fleet for 25 a year? I'll take Van Fleet for 25. I think Van Fleet's going to get 25. I think legitimately someone out there is going to give it to him. Four years for 100? Yeah. Oh, man, I I don't want to do that. The problem with something like that is... I, I agree the Knicks make sense for Van Vliet because they have money and he likes money. Um, so, <laughs> Who doesn't like money? <laughs> but not many teams have money is the problem. I don't think there's going to be this huge competitive, you know, who can get who type thing this year because so many guys got these big contracts with the anticipation of the salary cap keep con- you know continuously going up. And with COVID, it, it capped off. I don't think it went up at all. I, th- I don't think it went down, but I don't think it went up at all. Yeah, I don't <laughs> at believe all. there was an increase... And that's going to be a problem because a lot of these guys are signed based on the anticipation that teams are going to have more money in the future. Um, that's why a lot of a lot of teams are really focusing on retaining their players because if these guys walk, they're not going to have money to pay anyone else because their 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 salary cap didn't go up at all. So I I think the Knicks could get Van Vliet. Um, I I think that they should cap out around that that twenty two five you're saying per year. Um, but I, I don't think they, – they may not even have to get that high. It may just be between them and Toronto because not many teams are going to have the money to, to offer these players these, these big contracts. I, of course, you know, for Connor's sake, would like to see Van Fleet have his own team with the New York Knicks. Well, that's Julius yeah. Randle's team. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> no, until you get the right hand. <laughs> but <coughs> – excuse me. I would like to see Van Fleet get his own team, but I think he's going to stay in Toronto. Okay. I think that what's going to happen is he plays out the next four or five years there, and the Kyle Lowry passes him the torch. That becomes his team. He becomes the next Lowry's Kyle Lowry. Lowry's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, Lowry will die on the court. He <laughs> might. He might. But the thing is, is you know, father time catches up to everybody, and people don't realize Lowry's old. He's he like thirty four. Yeah, he's old. He, he, and he takes old. he takes more charges than anyone. That yeah. dude's getting beat up, and half, half of them are flops. Yeah, probably more than half. You're probably like sixty forty. But when you look at when you look at Van Fleet, 
that becomes his team. Hand it over to him. You're the next guy. You're the next one in that city. And Van Fleet has a legit chance to be an all-time great for the Raptors. How many all-time greats do the Raptors have? Uh, Chris Bosh doesn't even count because he only played seven years there. That's a long time. Yeah, Vince Carter. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are their two best players ever. Kawhi Leonard. I don't think Kawhi's on that list. You <laughs> he know? won them a championship. Yeah, you win one. But Kyle That's Lowry... That's one more than they have without I, him. I agree. But Kyle Lowry's the best Raptor ever. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, they're going to get a and statue of He's Fleet, the prodigal son. Van Fleet could be a top five or six Raptor ever. It's very possible. The yeah. guy can put up 20 a game. He can go get you twenty a game. He can. He had, he had a good finals that. performance. That's for sure. I would love twenty a game out of Van Fleet. When it comes when it comes to free agency, though, like with the Celtics, what do you guys want to see? You know, because what I want to see is I want to see vets. I want vets on this team, and there's a couple guys I have in mind. I don't think we'll be able to afford Aaron Baines. Oh, I want Aaron be able Baines. to afford him. Yeah, because you think he's getting a contract. All we can offer is the mid-level exception, right? Yeah, it's like five point. He's gonna get six a real five point three. I think Baines is gonna end up with a three-year thirty, oh, something like that. Yeah, man. we Baines screwed up moving nice. him. We screwed up moving him. Yeah. Nice. Baines. Baines is very good, but I'd love to see Aaron Baines back. Okay. Along with that, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Marc Gasol is like signing in Spain. I'm pretty sure him and Pau are both going to play with Barcelona. I've read a lot of reports about it, but they wow. both they both want to play in one more Olympics, and that's going to be 2022. And do so you think they'll play professionally until then? That that's what they're saying. They're saying they might both just play in Spain to keep in shape and be there, and you know all this stuff. Wow. But I'd wow. love to see Gasol, and I don't think we could get him for a mid level exception. Unless and, he thought we were the team. I, yeah. I agree. And here are two guys that I think we have legit shots of signing. Derek Favors is one of them. Ooh. And I think Derek Favors... The name nobody has spoken in years. Wow. Derek I think Favors. Derek Favors would be an awesome fit. He's a free agent, you know, unrestricted. Where did he play last year? The Pelicans. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. He, was, he, was, he was their starting center <laughs> all year. He was their starting center. I thought they were center. rolling with Omer Ashik. They should, have, they should have started playing Jackson Hayes, but yeah, it was He's favorite. just so bad, though. Jackson Hayes like, doesn't know just how to play basketball yet. I know, but... Like, give him, like, three years. So, like, he'll three years? so long. To learn it's how to not. jump properly. Everyone comes out too young now, dude. Brandon Ingram just averaged 25 in his fourth year, and everyone thought he was a bust. You know what I mean? Give him the max. He needed to change the scenery. Yeah, yeah give him the max. absolutely. He might be but, the best player on that team. But Derek Favors... I think would be a really interesting, even if it's just a one-year deal, just okay. to rotate in and out with Tice. And then one guy, too, and I don't want more guards, but I do. I think Bryn Forbes could oh, be what? an unbelievable sign. These, oh. these, these names are so no. far outside let, of let, my let, thought process. Let me tell right you now. why Bryn Forbes. Because, oh, he's a pop guy. Yeah, because I'm scrolling through the unrestricted free agent list a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, man, the Celtics just don't have a shooter. There okay. isn't a Duncan Robinson. There isn't a KCP Danny Green. We'll draft there that isn't, guy. But we haven't. We drafted Carson Edwards. We drafted, <laughs> that was a bad We pick. drafted so many guys that just make no sense. I mean, Sammy Ojale averaged 25 a game at SMU. Yep. You know what I mean? And then he can't score in the NBA. So I think if you get a guy who's proven as a shooter, you just put a guy on the court with Tatum and Brown and all those guys. Yeah, spot guy. Because they don't have one. There isn't a Lou Williams. There yeah. isn't. Marcus Smart. Yeah, you know, Marcus, uh, I don't know if he's the shooter, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't want another small guard, so I don't love Bryn Forbes. He's 6'4", doesn't play much defense, but there isn't a shooter on the roster. There isn't a guy to just launch threes. Do you like That's, Fournier? I like Fournier. Way too much money. 
I think that's an interesting pick. I think what I would like to see the Celtics do is sign and trade Hayward away. Um, something just doesn't feel right to me. And it's, it it's, right. it's sort of what doesn't feel right to a lot of people. But think about this, all right? He was hurt, like, most of this year. Right. Especially when it was important. Yeah. He's got, he now is, you're going to give the, the man made of glass a two-month offseason and expect him to play 82 games? No. He's going to die. <laughs> He's, you need to move him. Uh, he, Just one thing, the season's going to be 72 games this year. That's what they agreed to. Okay. Play. Yes. That isn't the difference for me between Gordon yeah. Hayward. <laughs> Definitely not. Just just to um, get it out there. <laughs> he's gonna die. He, he's he gonna might die. die. He might die. So I would love to sign and trade him for um, who? For who? Um, I don't like this, but I've heard that Drummond is in the mix for the Celtics. No. Um, I don't think it's the right move. I think Victor Oladipo would be a sweet ad. Um, and we have enough draft picks to make it happen. Maybe we get Miles Turner in a deal like that, too. Could be very interesting. Um, but outside of the sign-and-trade for Hayward, talking about guys I'd love to see the Celtics sign, Baines is on my list, too, if it yes. were possible. A couple guards, though. One would be DJ Augustine. Wow. DJ Augustine. I've, I've always been sort of a fan. I think he's Walmart, good. Walmart, Fred Van Fleet. Walmart, Fred Walmart. Van Fleet. That's right. <laughs> Kmart, even. Um, Everyday essentials. <laughs> he makes the playoffs every year in Orlando, and he's like probably it's their, his fault. <laughs> he's like probably their third best player. Dude. He's a reliable guy off the bench. Terrence like, Ross. For is me, better. you're talking about you know Walmart, Kmart, Fred Van Vliet. I think he's like like uh, Wanamaker on steroids. Like, he, it's, it's an improvement. This guy was starting next to Gerald Wallace on the Charlotte Bobcats, man. So what? All so what? Team so was that Kemba. Was, so was Kemba. That's horrible. Kemba's an all-star, man. Let DJ Augustine eat. is a great player to come off the bench, give you some vet minutes where he's not going to screw up. He might make some big shots and win you some games. I don't think he's going to do anything horrible. Another guy that we'll say, I think we need to trade for him in a sign and trade because he, he's getting money this year is Derrick Rose. I would love for the Celtics to get Derrick Rose. Wow. Not just because I think he'd be an excellent spark plug off the bench, but like I it's too early to say Tatum has like MVP potential, but No, it's not. Okay, maybe it's not. <laughs> Tatum is a budding superstar and having a guy who basically did it all all that already and Derrick Rose being one of the best players in the league at such a young age would absolutely help him with his career it would it would totally put him on the right path for how to manage being so good so young and it would it would be it would just be great the, what he do in the court and what he would do in the locker room would be incredible for the Celtics you know what i think is the perfect situation for the Celtics bench though i think is Gordon Hayward no. wow i think Gordon, you want him on the bench i want Gordon Hayward on the bench because the thing is, you're talking about some of these guys we could trade Hayward for, and I love the idea of Derrick Rose, because he has one year left on his deal with Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only like four or five million, six. It's like nothing crazy. It's nothing. Yeah, it's going to be hard to trade for still because they're so strapped the value, for, for yeah. money. But I, you move Gordon Hayward to the bench, you can't trade Gordon Hayward for a player that's going to give you his production. And I know he's not there at the most important times, but he's, he's Hayward, worth a lot of money. He Hayward, might be able to get the players. Hayward averaged 17, 8, and 4 last year. Yeah. Where are you going to get that on your bench? Dark Rose. So he's gonna no. go get you eight rebounds, no. seventeen a game. No, but he, he can get you like seventeen five and five. Ah, dude, I don't see it with Derrick Rose, and then that just 
What are you going to do? Run him and Kemba together? Like, yes. Just no defense in a small backcourt. That's six, true. Six foot. Kemba's probably also not six foot. He's probably 5'11". He's tiny. He's really big. Derrick Rose is not 6'3 anymore. You know, he used to be in 2K. <laughs> he's but they were moving his ACLs and lost like, two Yeah, now he's like 6'1". Like, <laughs> and I love Derrick Rose, and I love that scoring potential off the bench, but it's just another guard that doesn't play defense. And I feel like we have to hide Kemba. Because Kemba's a liability on defense. He tries hard, but he can't defend. And I, I just I can't see a moving Gordon Hayward. I would like to name one more potential yeah, player. Yeah. This one is a, a full-on side and trade move Hayward for this guy, Drew Holiday. I think that would be talk about defensive guys. That's if a, you ever that's a ran, tall order. we got three first-round picks, and yeah. they're a young team looking for it. If they they had a vet like Hayward and draft picks, they're gonna they're gonna move Holiday. And I heard Holiday Holiday wants to move anyway. So if you put Drew Holiday and Mark Smart out on the floor at the same time, they will never be scored on, ever. Then where's Kemba? Kemba is, is <laughs> taking a breather. Okay. And then he'll come back out when the second unit's on for the other team and just and just Mom. dick on him. I want Marcus to be a starter. Oh, and me too. I want Gordon off the bench. Ideally, we get a center and. I, I love Tyson. I'd, I'd dangle Tyson trades. I have no problem with that, but I just... Maybe. I don't think... I'd rather he, move Cantor. Yeah. And can, is Cantor going to opt in? He has a player option, Probably. Right? It's because he got a bigger second half. It was like a two-year 11 million mm. with like the first year being worth like right. two million. So... Right. Yeah, he's definitely nice. going to opt in then. But nice. the, the thing with moving Hayward is I just can't see you getting the value back. And... and What's his value? 17, 8, and 4. Yeah, uh, I mean, but you can get you could get that with the thirty five million you can get in return. I agree, but the thing is, even if he's not on the roster, that like you still have to equal the money out. The money, yeah. the money's dead. It's there. It's yeah, not so we going can get, like, anywhere. Wiggins and like Wiggins just signed a hundred fifty million dollar contract. Like, that's... Get him away from my Boston Celtics. Cannot have him anywhere near me. Oh my goodness, no. Andrew Wiggins. He's going to be a great number four on the Warriors. They're going to trade him. He's going to be so good. I think he's going to be there. I think they're going to trade him in the second pick for like the next Kevin Durant. And just run it back. The next Kevin Durant? Bradley Beal? Yeah, they could. They, they just, Giannis? They're just going to... Yes, Giannis. they could. They could. If the Bucks are... like, If Giannis was like, I'm gone, and the Bucks were like, we don't want to lose him for nothing, let's get the second pick in the draft, Wiggins and like Golden State's like... Pick two years from now, like, and then Giannis goes that it could easily happen. I don't think Milwaukee would do that. They know everything they have rides on Giannis. They'll do just about. You think they're gonna win a championship? They'll do just about everything it takes to get there. If they, if they do what the Clippers did and just unload seventeen draft picks yeah. for a player, yeah. I think they can win a championship. If you go and so get, could any team, I, but it didn't work for the Clippers. It didn't, but I think if you make Chris Middleton a number three, like that guy's that not, works. he's not a number two. He's not right. Totally, but, the money will work out. Eric Bledsoe, Dante Divincenzo, and four first round picks for Bradley Beal. You should have got. You should have kept Brogdon. <laughs> should have kept Brogdon. Absolutely, and then you'd have someone to actually trade rather than someone <laughs> like Eric Bledsoe. That's mini LeBron. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. But I don't know. I I think that I think that Giannis is twenty six or twenty five. Like the guy yeah. just won two MVPs. The guy is a yep. walking thirty ten. Value's never been higher. Like, yeah. <laughs> the value's never been. Yeah, I mean, but what can you get back for Giannis? 
nothing that equates. Nothing that equates. But what? Like, what is the best thing you could get from any team? If you, if Golden State said, "We'll give you the second pick. We'll give you Wiggins, and we'll give you two more first. They would not. They wouldn't trade. Would the Bucks do it? You need like three more firsts in there. You don't think the Bucks would do it? No, because Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson is not Giannis, (laughs) and the second pick. And the second pick, so that's, what? That's a haul, though. So what? Klay Thompson isn't proven at all outside of Golden State. The guy shoots next to Steph Curry. That's all he does. He's, really is he defense. a number one? Could be. The guy doesn't even dribble. <laughs> the guy doesn't even have to dribble. You're putting, it, you're putting it the wrong way. He's so good, he doesn't need to dribble. Ah, I don't see it that way. <laughs> I don't see it that way. And you tell Clay he's moving to Milwaukee after living in the Bay all this time. <laughs> oh, no. Clay would not be happy. He'd get Clay cold. Not, yeah. Wearing that Canada goose up there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, a lot's going to happen in the next six weeks. I think the league could get shaken up. I um, think so, too. It seems to happen every offseason where guys are going all over the place. People are demanding trades. A lot's going to happen. And one of the rumors out right now is that they're considering starting for agency before the draft. No. That's one of the rumors that is being out right now. But that I think that would just screw so much stuff up. I never like really, that. I really hope that they don't. Yeah. But if they do that, the whole league changes again. You know, that's It really even, does. That's even more of a shift. I think it makes more sense to... Keep a team open to options when it's draft time, so that you know you're you're drafting best available mm-hmm. more than more than the last piece you need. Right. Um. Because it's it's so much easier to fill those gaps in free agency than it is the draft. Yeah. Um, and and what if you're left with the best player available being a small forward and you just traded a million picks for Paul George? Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a situation like that. Like it's so hard. Build around the young guys. Figure out who those young yeah. guys, those top picks are. And then signs of free agents. Yeah, signs I totally agree. Right, those y- young guys have to be your cornerstone. And teams like the Knicks, like I, you, you <laughs> teams just, like the you, Knicks. You just want to do the draft first. You just feel comfortable as a fan. Like you just feel. Yeah, you don't want to be disappointed going feel, into the draft. You feel safer. You're not gonna be like, oh, geez, we just gave Randall eighty million. There's no way we're getting a four. And Obi Toppin's right there. Like I don't want that to happen. You not, know? not to mention Taj Gibson and Bobby Portis, <laughs> Wayne Ellington. The the list can uh, go Reggie on. Reggie Bullock. He uh, wasn't a terrible signing. <laughs> no, not. I mean, he played like twenty games, but yeah, yeah not terrible. Yeah. That was a good twenty <laughs> games for him. That up to stock. I I will say though, I know you guys talked about it a bit last week. Back to the Celtics. What I want them to do with this draft is, I think you said, I want them to trade every pick. Yeah. I want. I don't want three more guys at the end of the bench. We have a yeah. bunch of useless players at the end of the bench right now. Vincent Poirier, go back to France. Yeah, don't he's not, he's not an NBA player. Here. Like, Gershon Yabaselli was keep on taco. my bench for four years. Keep Taco. Taco's horrible. You taco, have to keep Taco. Ta- keep Taco on the main red claws yes. to sell tickets. Like, <laughs> yes. Also, I will say the main red claws, best hashtag in sports, Crustacean Nation. Wow. I, think, <laughs> I just think that's beautiful. I love the social media team. That is there. good. <laughs> yeah, out. Celtics. Trade the picks. Either trade them all for one or trade or trade them for vets. Yeah. One or the other. I agree. I wrote down a few guys that I would like to see them trade up for, which I don't think they'll have a chance to on a couple of the top guys. Go ahead. But I think Killian Hayes is interesting because he's a 6'5 guard. Okay. I think that's what makes him interesting for the Celtics because that's what they run. They run a bunch of big guards. Tatum plays power forward. He's a big guard. <laughs> Jalen Brown's their small forward. He's a big guard. Yep. Smart. Big guard. That's what they big do. Big in the mind for smart. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I think I think Killian Hayes. Frank and, 2.0. Yeah, and I think along along that line, Tyrese Halliburton is going to go Ooh. 
is going to go too high. But I'm obsessed with him. I mean, a six seven guy passing the. I see him as six seven Monte Morris. Wow. Give Whoa. Mon- give Monte Morris six more inches. Not really, but he has a mid range. Okay. He's a six seven guard that is like MCW, but better. You know what I mean? He does that dude everything. That was the rookie of the year. Yeah, does everything. Big physical guy. I'd love to see that paired in that backcourt. I don't know why R.J. Hampton's slipping, but if R.J. Hampton's there, take him. There's so much I like potential. Not, I mean, not even. I like Hampton. I think we're we're focusing on the you know the fact that the Celtics were just in the Eastern Conference Finals and they were two games back of the finals, and you know they two years ago they were a game away from the finals, and we we like to think what's going to get us over that hump, right? But trading up into the top ten and getting another guy just makes the window that much bigger. Like, I, I totally agree, get a guy that can help us this year, but get a guy that can help us in years to come too. And you're looking at whoever, Tatum and Brown, for at least another five years, and, and they're going to be nice together. I, I think a guard is a perfect play because it really transitions the, the Kemba trash word window um, <laughs> and into this, this young guns move. And it, it could be really special. It, and, you know, of course there are some other bigs, and, you know, we do need a big, but I think that they're... You think get Wiseman? If he drops, I don't know why I'm seeing him projected at 10 and 11 in mocks now. I don't get it. But if Wiseman drops, if Obi Toppin drops past the top six... Trade up. You have 14... What do they have? 14, 14 26, and 30. Yeah, you're, not, right. you're, not, you're not moving to eight. So, you're not moving to eight. <laughs> you're not dude, doing it. I mean, you also traded Porzingis for scraps, so I don't know. There's a chance. Uh, he was a rapist. Um, well, well, damn. That, that was actually proven, like, false very quickly, though. Yeah, they like, moved he, him, but they moved him even faster. He, like, tore his ACL in the game that, like, afterwards they said he sexually assaulted that person. He's like, I was literally in surgery. <laughs> like, what do you mean? But, uh... Thank God. I think, I think you guys talked about him, too, and I know, you know, I'm a Duke guy, so I'm biased, but Vernon Carey. Odd. Uh, yeah, I love Carey. I mean, that's like if you take Daniel Tice, make him 20, make him more muscular and more athletic. <laughs> like, he's a 6'8", 6'9", combo forward yeah. who plays way bigger than he is. And the Celtics love Duke players. They absolutely <laughs> they do. love them. They so, do. I mean, we don't like Kyrie Irving, but... Not anymore, but we did two years ago, didn't we? I mean... And, <laughs> I think Kerry's a great pick for Boston. I really do. I think it would be a very good pick. And that's a guy, like Grant Williams, that I think you find 10 minutes for in games. And he makes a legit impact. Like you're saying, like, get a guy who makes an impact now and in the future. Like that's just a guy who's going to develop year after year. Absolutely. So I think I think if you can trade up for one of those bigs, Wiseman or Vernon Carey, I think those could be really interesting. Wow. All right. Well, like we that. just devoted so much more time than I expected to the NBA. It's probably because we're all hoopers at heart. Um, <laughs> do stuff. But let's get into uh, one of our favorite segments: the the picks of the week. Um, it's getting tight up at the top, and and Connor's making it close. Um, we had a very interesting week that, that turned uh, – I'll, I'll just read out the records. Starting in third, we have Connor Howe. Connor Howe picking the Packers last night. Smart move. Yes. Connor's up to 70 and 50. Incredible. From I think he was like 52 and like 41. Now he's 70 and 50. That's a good little stretch. Come back, kid. Well, uh, what you do you know, have to say? This was this was a big week. You know, 12 and two this week. I wish I went 13 and one. I wish I had the Bengals over the Titans, but that's okay. Uh, you know, 
We're not gonna do the coin flip this week. We're gonna we're gonna ride on a good week. We're and, waiting on the coin flip. Yeah, um, you know, maybe a bad week will get me back to it, but I'm hoping we can ride this one out. I feel good. All right, and uh, in second we have a new person in second, Justin Miller. Wow, it's been a while since he uh, wasn't in first. Is it a coincidence he didn't show up today? <laughs> it absolutely is not. I know he's afraid. <laughs> so Justin is at seventy eight and forty two. He had a rough week. But we don't care. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. Too bad for him. I am now in first at 79 and 41. Wow, one game lead. One game lead over... It took me weeks to get a one game that's lead. That's true, that's true. So, if Justin makes good picks. I make better picks. Wow. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see if that trend continues this week. Uh, I do have Justin picks available for us while we uh, discuss our picks. Oh, that's good. Should we get into the first game, or do you want to discuss the game of the week? Uh, honestly, you should tell me the game of the week. The game of the week, I think we could all guess what it is. Uh, I think we had it as our game of the week earlier in the season because it's their second time playing. The Saints at the Buccaneers. Oh, that's right. Gotta be. This is, this is such a big game, not only because it's two great teams going head-to-head, not only because it's Tom Brady and Drew Brees, not only because... We're looking at a healthy Michael Thomas, possibly getting Chris Goblin back, Antonio Brown playing in his first game. There are a lot of reasons, but I think the biggest reason is the winner of this game will probably win the division. Yeah. And especially if it's the Saints, because the Saints took game one. And the Bucks win this game. I think it opens up the division for them. It keeps them even with the Saints head-to-head, and it really comes down to who plays best the rest of the way. And the Bucks already have uh, a record advantage over the Saints, so that would be huge. Personally, I see this one going to the Bucks. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. I don't know where where your thoughts are. I think the Saints are a little beat up. I think the Bucks are are really hitting their stride. I know they just played a tough game against the Giants, weirdly, um, but they're they're hitting that Tom Brady Giants. Enough said. Um, I think the Bucks are hitting their yeah. I think the Bucks are hitting their stride. I think. I is it too early for a bold prediction? No, go ahead. I think Antonio Brown... I think it's a guarantee Antonio Brown gets in the end zone. I, wow. Like, it's a lock in my head that Antonio Brown is getting this ball early, he's getting it often, and he's getting it in the red zone. I don't even care if Chris Godwin's playing. I thought the same thing at first, but then my brain immediately went to Bruce Arians is not going to let Antonio Brown catch the first touchdown. <laughs> That's what I started thinking. doesn't like, need to be the first touchdown. Like, He'll get a touchdown in the game. When A.B. played for the Pats that game against the Dolphins, like just force feed it yeah. to Antonio Brown and he scores a touchdown. Yeah. I, I think Brady wants to do that again, but I think what will happen, get all the way up the field and Take just him off it, the field. Yeah, throw another two-yard fade to Mike Evans like you do Dump every week. Dump to Rojo. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that I like it. I like I think Antonio Brown will get in the end zone. I agree with that cuz there's too many guys to guard. Marshawn Lattimore strapped Mike Evans in week 1, but the Saints defense has gotten worse since. Yeah, they're not and, great. And yeah, you strap Mike Evans, okay, well, what about AB, a maybe top 7-8 receiver all time in mm-hmm. the NFL? And Chris Godwin, who was a pro bowler for the first time last year, and Rob Gronkowski, the greatest tight end of all time. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 a lot of guys to guard. It's a lot of guys to guard. So I got the Bucks naturally in this game, too. I think the Saints have just been, uh, to put this delicately, just not scary anymore. They're just like Sean Payton's coaching doesn't scare me anymore. Drew Brees' arm doesn't scare me anymore. His accuracy doesn't scare me anymore. Nope. That defense doesn't scare me anymore. I love Marshawn Lattimore. His play has come, come down lately. Janoris Jenkins is not a good corner on the outside. The pass rush isn't the same. 
it's been a tough year for the Saints. They'll make the playoffs. They won't win the division, though. I agree. I fully agree. With that, we can uh, we can get into our first game. For me, that's the Falcons at the—I mean, the Broncos at the Falcons. Excuse me. Um, I got the Falcons in this one. I think it's a battle of teams that aren't particularly great, but I, I you know, the Broncos have won some games that have been low scoring. Um, they, for whatever reason, their defense is holding teams down. I don't think they'll do that to the Falcons. I think the Falcons will score just score too many points for the Broncos to keep up. I got the Falcons. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big Broncos guy. I'm not a big Drew Locke guy. I know they won last week. That was a big comeback. I think that was more indictment on the Chargers than it was for Drew Locke being a good quarterback. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ride that again and say the Falcons are going to win this week. I think I just think the Falcons are going to put up too many points. And the fact that their defense is bad, it won't matter because the Broncos' offense isn't special. I agree with both of you guys. I think the Falcons have it. Like you both said, going to score too many points when you have... Julio Jones deciding to play and put effort into the game. <laughs> Yo, Ridley's looking like a good uh, go to play. Calvin Ridley, I mean, is one of the best route runners in football. He is unbelievable. I mean, when he came out of Alabama, Mari Cooper said he's better than me. Like, you know, uh, Calvin Ridley's unbelievable. I think that what a great number two. And if Matt Ryan's on and Julio is he even the number two? Julio's locked in. That's that's a fair question. Yeah. That's a fair question. I think Russell Gage is the clear number one. That's the only <laughs> such disrespect. Austin Julio. Cooper. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Justin also has the Falcons in that game, so we'll see. Maybe we'll all get upset. Uh, on to the Seahawks and the Bills. That's a big game. Yeah. So I, what I'm do you gonna... got? What you got? I'm going to ride with the Seahawks this week. So I wanted my lock to be um, – I wanted it to be Pittsburgh over Dallas, but I feel like it's too easy. Like yeah. I don't think that that should count for a lock. So I'm actually going to take the Seahawks over the Bills with my lock. That's wow. one, one thing we do like to say is do not pick – the lock should be the closest game you're most confident in. And this is it. Okay. I think that it's going to be a good game. I think that – the advantage, you know, is obviously to Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You Big know, time. they're unbelievable. But the Seahawks' defense is so bad that it's going to make it a game. It's going to let okay. Josh Allen make it a game, and that's why I think it's. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you're going to see the Seahawks win something like. 35 to 27. I think it's wow. going to be I think it's going to be a big game, but I think the Seahawks win it at the end because Russell Wilson's just Russell Wilson. He's amazing and he can make magic out of nothing. I um I agree that the, I think the Seahawks have this. I think that they learned a little something from that game against the Cardinals. And I don't know if they have the defense to, you know, slow down the Bills. But I think that they're going to try and mask their defense with even better offense. And they're never going to slow down. They're going to make sure they're going, they're going to be going for fourth downs. They're going, to be, they're going to be taking risks because I don't think they want to keep the door open at all, knowing the defense they have. I, I definitely have the Seahawks winning this game. Justin does too. Um, but I, I, I think they're going to do their best to bury the Bills. And we'll see how close it gets, but I think they take care of them. Yeah, I got the Seahawks in this game too. And. Um, mostly for everything you guys just said, I just think this is implications for the Bills. They're gonna when they lose this game, that's gonna be losing what three out of four now. Or yeah, something, something they only like, beat the Pats. Something along those lines, and actually they beat the Jets too. But yeah, both, both <laughs> that not count. both not great wins. Exactly. So I think I think we have to start rethinking of who it the Bills are. It was a fumble are. away from overtime. Exactly. So I think we just have to start thinking who the Bills are really. Yeah, I never said they were legit. I was talking about it all year. Well, I thought they were, but they might not be. <laughs> might. All, all I got to say with the Bills is 
it, whenever I think, is Josh Allen like a good quarterback, I think back to that playoff game where he like threw the ball like backwards behind his head like randomly just at, while he was running upfield. I had no idea what the hell he was doing. I don't think he did either. I think he had an aneurysm or something while he was on the field. Sad. Made absolutely no sense. And I, it's just, I have no trust. It, it, that team is way too inconsistent. I think that they're maybe the most likely, other than whoever wins the NFC East, home upset in the playoffs. Um, That's fair. They, they're, just, they're just not a team I have any confidence in at all. Um, and they're, they're lucky that the, the rest of their division is hot garbage right now um, uh, because we'll they're, they're going to take it. We'll see what the Dolphins do. They're not winning the division. We'll see. Okay. Next game. Next game, <laughs> the Bears at the Titans. That's um, a game with, with records I think are a little higher than they should be. Um, yes. Especially for one of those teams, and it's not the Titans. Yes. Um, the Bears, are, the Bears are. We talked about it. You know, they they went from they were like five and one. one. We think they're going to be either five and six or six and five after eleven weeks. The difference is probably this game right here. Um, I I got the Titans in this one. Justin also has the Titans. Uh, it's a home, it's a home game. The Bears are traveling. Foles looked horrible last time they played. Um, Derrick Henry is a a monster that I don't even think Khalil Mack can stop. Um, and then, you know, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are rolling right now. Uh, I definitely see the Titans taking this one. Tannehill, they win the quarterback battle. The only thing they don't win is probably the defense overall, but I don't think it's going to matter. I got the Titans, too. Pretty simple. I don't like the Bears. I'm the same way. Uh, Mike Vrabel's the top five coach in the league. And, that's, uh, a, that's a hot take. And he's doing great things in Tennessee. And uh, I really love what he's doing. I love Mike Vrabel. I, I think he's doing amazing. Like you said, I mean, Derrick Henry... Have you no no one's had a running back like this since two thousand seven Brandon Jacobs like <laughs> like just absolutely steamrolling defense steamrolling defenses wow. this guy has multiple games of two hundred yards in a row last season in the playoffs he's on a different level I think he gets overlooked every <coughs> single time people talk about the top running backs in the league no doubt and I mean Derrick Henry Derrick Henry is that team they go as he goes and I don't think the Bears defense is doing anything to stop them nope and Nick Foles isn't doing anything on the other side of the ball nope, nope. I, I agree the next game we got the Ravens at the Colts this is big you think so? I can't believe it's a an even spread here I think the Colts are fake as hell I got a, I got a plus one on the Ravens as of uh, an hour ago lock that in really? okay so you, so you got the Ravens? Yeah, I have the Ravens. I did too. What do you it, it all depends on who scores first for me because when really? the Ravens score and they get ahead, they can win games, but they're not meant to play catch-up. That's not how they play. And Phillip Rivers likes to play catch-up. <laughs> he likes to just <laughs> get to sit back and sling some sidearm bombs. So I think it's well, going to be interesting. But I do have the Ravens winning the game. I, I think that that offense is dynamic enough. And I think that the defense just Very does, underrated. The defense does so much. And, I mean, imagine if this team had Earl Thomas back there, too. They're the highest-scoring defense in the NFL. Wow. They have an NFL record moving to the offense. They have an NFL record 37 straight quarters of first the first, uh scoring in every quarter. 37 straight quarters. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That's Impressive. like that's like every game. Yeah, that's a lot. Like for Lamar Jackson basically every game. That's a lot. Um 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a current NFL, uh, you know, active streak, uh, most in the league. Not record, as I said before. That was a mistake. Um, but talk about getting out there early. I, I I agree. I think that it's important for them to get out there early. I just don't trust the Colts. Like I I whoever plays the Colts in the playoffs, if the Colts make the playoffs, you're probably making the divisional round. Um, because the Colts are not great. I, I think their receivers are weak. I think Phillip Rivers is really weak. I like Jonathan Taylor. I think Naheem Hines having some good games. The defense is solid, but like, how long is that going to last? Because I don't think they're that special. Um, Dang. I, this could be a game that exposes that when they play a legitimately good team. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So I think we've picked the same, like, so far. Everything yeah. so far. Um, not the most exciting week. Um, we're on to the Chiefs and the Panthers. We don't have to take a long time on this one unless you think there's something to say. No, I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Justin's got the Chiefs. Mahomes all day. Mahomes all day. Home game. Big win. Yeah. Big time. Whoever has Mahomes. Yeah. That team. <laughs> Up next, my lock and Justin's upset in the same game. Wow. Okay, let's give it to me. I get, I'm locking in the Vikings over the Lions. And wow. I, I just, you know, what did we just see? Dalvin Cook, talk about Derrick Henry being unstoppable. Dalvin Cook is unstoppable. Unreal. That dude is unstoppable, and the Lions are going to have no answers for him. Then you then you look at, you got Thielen and Jefferson and whoever else they like throwing to. That's catch, Irv Smith Jr. They, they're like, they got good players. I just don't. I mean, Galladay is not playing. I don't know why Justin's picking. <laughs> I mean, I do. <coughs> Justin thinks the Lions are an eleven-win team this year, so <laughs> which is insane. That's why he's picking them as an upset here. That's why I'm locking it in. Essentially, I'll ask him if he wants to bet on it at some point because um, I that's free money to me. I'm picking Detroit as well. Oh my God! Why? I have just absolute zero faith in Kirk Cousins. I never have. I think that the Vikings lost their identity entirely. I mean, that was a defensive team. Yep. You know, and Mike Zimmer has done some great things there, but that team is hot garbage right now. I mean, Kevin Stefanski leaves, and that that offense just doesn't look the same. I understand Jefferson's good. Thielen hasn't been as good as he should be. Kirk Kirk Cousins doesn't do it. They score a lot of points, but it's because Mm -hmm. they have to. It's the only way they can compete in games. No holiday. Yeah, but I think a guy like Matt Stafford, who's just an absolute gunslinger, is just he loves getting into a game where he can just throw the ball 50 times, and I think that might happen. I totally agree that the Lions win the quarterback battle. Um... But the rest is pretty, yeah, but pretty like, tough. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Swift, he's solid. Marvin Jones is gonna have to have a big game. Um, but we'll see. That's that's interesting that you also have the Lions. Who'd you say? I got the Lions too, actually. Oh my god. Wow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm load wolfing here. There we go. I got my lock. This isn't this is ridiculous. I know I went huge picking the Vikings over the Packers last week, and that was a huge victory for me. I was thinking, like, you know, they're probably riding high, and I was like, you know what? Though the Lions lost big last week against the Colts, and I, don't, I just don't think they're going to do that again. I think they're going to beat the Vikings wow. this week. I think Stafford's going to have a huge game. Okay. On to the next game, which I think... I didn't think there'd be a lot of differences in our last one, but this one should have some differences because it's a battle of... Something. Two, two teams that are basically playing for a division title, um, but also playing for the first pick in the draft, potentially. Oh, yes. Um, the Giants and the Washington football team. Justin's got Washington 
I've got the Giants. Before you guys say your picks, I, you know, I'd like to bring back the first time these teams played. Yes. 22 to 19. Uh, 20. No, excuse me. 22 21. 22 21 in favor of the Giants. Yes. Washington was a failed two point conversion. <laughs> yes. Away from winning that game because they went for it all. They said, screw overtime. We're the Washington football team. It. We're not playing for anything else. <laughs> Let's win this game. And they didn't. Um, was that the Alex Smith game? It might have been Kyle Allen. I don't I think, think it both ma- played. I, I think, think. both both may have played. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins might have played. I don't. It doesn't matter. They're horrible. Um, I got the Giants in this one. Justin's got Washington. Who do you guys got? I got the Giants. Actually, I think they've been getting better every week, despite the fact that the record doesn't show it. Okay. I think that defense is real. I I think Joe Judge is a good coach. They did just play a great game against Tom Brady. I think so. I got the Giants. I like Joe Judge. I like what he's doing. I do have the Giants too. And uh, it's it is funny to say Danny Dimes, man, he's getting better. He's, wow. he's I think getting, he's a great quarterback. I, I want to go great, but he's getting <laughs> – like he said, the Giants are getting better every week. He's getting better every week. The progressions are slowing down for him. He's getting to that second and third option on plays that he's not. Yep. And he also went to Duke. So How about that? How about that run? Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. But uh, I, think, I think Danny Dimes is getting better. I think – I think Daniel Jones is a great quarterback, and I and it's, <laughs> Jesus, it's, man. it's it's yeah. It might sound you're bold. All, you're all over the place. It might sound bold, but Daniel Jones has never had a game with all of his weapons healthy. He has never had a game with all his weapons. I think he's being asked to do a lot. He's a young quarterback who has to do a lot. They have like one win, don't they? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, on a on a play by play basis, I think he's a lot of the weight is being put on his shoulders. A lot more than other quarterbacks are being challenged with, especially those in positions like his. Uh, you know, losing team that you know they, they want to see things. They think he's the future. He's trying. I the I think the Donald's one, trying. <laughs> Donald's failing. Daniel Jones is not failing in my mind. I think he. Wow. I think he's proving his worth. I don't think the Giants should draft a quarterback. I think the Jets should. Um, I just he, think that's because the Jets are one year further along the path. No, I think a year from now you you don't you stick with Daniel Jones. Um, I think Jets the, are taking Lawrence, so it doesn't matter. I think the only. <laughs> exactly. I think the only issue that Daniel Jones has is ball security. I think he fumbles a little too much, but other than that, he can he throws a good ball. He. He makes his receivers good when they're healthy, um, and they stick in games. Like I, I don't see them getting blown out a lot. They they definitely stay in games, and he's doing all this without Saquon. Don't forget. And all the pressure would be on Saquon otherwise. So yeah, you are right about that. He he's really being called on to do a lot more than he expected, and I think he's rising to the challenge without winning games. Um, yeah. And I I great maybe is a little too much, but I think he's very good, and I think he has the potential to be great when when he has a good defense. And good weapons around him to sport. And get that man an offensive line. Okay. And he's going to be nice. Okay. All right. Uh, Texans-Jaguars, before you, you name your picks, Justin locked this one in. And I, I totally agree it's a great lock. I know Connor wanted it. Uh, then Justin took it away from him. As, I thought he as locked the Ravens. No, he locked the Texans. He said, okay, Texans. You can have the Ravens. So I'm locking the Ravens. Okay. That's also a good pick. Um... <laughs> Dang. He locked in the Texans. I don't know if he chose this before or after the, the announcement, but Minshew was not playing in this game. I knew um, that. Like, I don't know if it would have made a difference. I think the Texans would have won anyways. 
But I got the Texans in this. Justin's got the Texans. You got the Texans. 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 All right. Who's the Jaguars quarterback this week? Um, Chad Henney. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. Connor? I'm, I'm going to look it up because I don't know if Chad Henney's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's Chad Henney. Really? Yeah. It's Jake Luton. Yeah, I was going to say there's Jake no Luton? Way. He's ahead of Glennon. <laughs> Mike Glennon. Oh, boy. Oh, well, we'll should go sign Bortles. Do you think they'll both play? Bold prediction. Do they both play? <laughs> I think Glennon could see some time, considering Luton was drafted this year, six rounds. So, Glennon, he might be Glennon Tom Brady. at halftime. He might, be Tom, he might be Tom Brady. Who knows? 189. Is Gardner yeah. Minshew Drew Bledsoe? <laughs> you good? No. Um... All right, we all got the Texans there. Chargers, Raiders. My upset pick of the week is the Chargers taking down the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a good team. I think a big thing here is they're missing Trent Brown. Um, that's going to be a problem for them. And I think that, you know, the Raiders, I know it was windy. It was really windy last week, but uh, right, Connor? Um, it was. It was so the, it really was. The Raiders scored 16 points. Um, the Chargers are going to score more than that. They're going to they're going to challenge the Raiders to get put points on the board if they want to win the game. And I think the Chargers will win. And the Raiders have a good offense, so I won't let you disrespect their offense again. But I'm going to take the Chargers regardless. I think Herbert's really good. I'm in the same boat. I think that Justin Herbert is legit. I think that he's tough, and I think that he makes those extra plays to go win games. And he's putting the ball on target. He's running well. He's doing everything well and Anthony Lynn gushes over him. Yeah, he, he absolutely loves him. He's, I think he's starstruck. Yeah, I mean, he's looking like the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, I mean, you can wow. plug Justin Herbert in on a lot of teams. Is he better than Burrow right now? I think they're comparable. I like Burrow a lot, though. Put either of them in Cleveland and they're better than Baker. Put either yep. of them in Los Angeles uh, or Los Angeles, Las Vegas, they're better than Carr. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, Put them in Los Angeles, too. I'd, really I'd take them over Goff. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't like Goff. I think that uh, his his payday was a joke. Yeah. So, I'm with it. I'm with it. Go Chargers. All right. Um, Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. 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 We don't, they're playing the the Dallas football team. Uh, I don't even know if they're worth the name Cowboys anymore. They should be relegated to the second division with the Jets. Yeah, they should. I'd I, be interested to see how that game goes. Who wins? <laughs> who wins? The, the Jets or Clemson with Trevor Lawrence? Wow. The Jets. Clemson. Lawrence, I'm a Jets fan. Lawrence is better than Donald. It's ridiculously disrespectful, Dan. Lawrence is better than Donald right now. Okay. Like, I'm going on that front. So that was sort of a, a weird segue, but the the <laughs> Steel, we all have the Steelers winning. Easy. Cardinals-Dolphins could be a very interesting game. The Dolphins just took down a, a potential playoff team in the Rams pretty handily. They got two defensive, t- uh, one defensive, one special teams touchdown. But Tua looked pretty good. That was a big game that I got last week, too. That was a big game. Yeah. That was a good call. I thought you were crazy. Um, Dolphins traveling to Arizona, though. I got the Cardinals. Justin's got the Cardinals. Yeah, I almost went with the Dolphins just because of last week, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that again. That Cardinals? Was, yeah, I got the Cardinals. I did it. I'm with Miami. Wow. <laughs> okay. I like, like What's the, your reason? The here? Cardinals are the better team. They are. The yep. Cardinals should go win this game. But they're losing guys to injuries like everybody else. Chandler Jones isn't on that D-line anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and we didn't see a lot from Tua no last No Gaskin week. for the, the Dolphins. Yep. And we didn't and, or Brita, right? Brita doesn't look like he's going to We didn't see a lot from Tua, but I like Tua. Mm-hmm. I do. I like what he's doing. I like Brian Flores. 
Okay. I love what he's doing with that defense. He goes out and signs big-time cornerbacks. He way overpaid for Kyle Van Noy, who I think is the most underappreciated player in football. You know, only when he's on the Patriots, though. Not anymore. Now that he's on the <laughs> Dolphins. But I like what he's doing. I I think that I think that Tua has a chance to do something down there. And okay. I think that the reason they put Tua in is because they said we can make a playoff push with Tua, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick was at playing phenomenal football. So that would be a huge win for him because the Cardinals are are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if the Seahawks aren't, you know. Already taken one loss to the Cardinals. Yep. If they had another loss on there, the Cardinals would be the the one seed in the in the conference. Cardinals are so, really good. Kyler Murray's awesome. Yeah, he looks really awesome. Good. <laughs> he looks really good. D Hop is top three. Top yeah. Three. <coughs> Possibly. Yeah. Um, we already talked about it. I got the Buccaneers. Yep. Bucks. Ju- Justin's got the Bucks. Last game, a Monday night game, sort of the toilet bowl. <laughs> um, we have the Patriots at the Jets. I don't even know what to say here. I I think the Patriots win. Justin thinks the Patriots win. I the Patriots are really bad. They're not good, but the Jets make them look good. Um, I don't think. I mean, I almost said something that was totally false. Um, the Patriots almost beat the Bills. Yes. The Jets almost beat the Bills. Kind of. They were never really close. Kind, they were, I think they were a touchdown away for a good portion. Yeah, but in the fourth quarter, it was over. Okay. It's kind of. So who are you picking, Connor? I got the Pats. I, got, I, yeah. I, I know Dole Liggins is calling plays again for the third time who? this week. <laughs> <laughs> Dole, Not Adam Gase. <laughs> Dole Liggins. Our OC under Gase, an offensive coach, is going to call plays for the third, third week in a row. He's what's, at, what's Gase even doing? Watching? Overseeing the football team right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe his duty right now is to get Frank Gore 15 touches a game, make sure P. Ryan doesn't get 5 is. or 10, <laughs> and to make sure Mint doesn't get more than 4 yeah. targets. And if he makes Even a, if Crowder's not healthy. And if he makes a huge play in the first first half, don't target him in the second half. That's, that's another huge thing for Gase. The decoy. But I I like Lagan Lagan's better than Gase, but yeah, the I got the Pats for Pats, obvious reasons. This is my upset. No, no. I'm picking the Jets. No, you're picking a winless team. I'm picking the Jets to go win this game. No, and the reason that I'm picking them is because every single game from week three and on for the New England Patriots, we I go into the game thinking, oh, we should win this game. I did. Oh, this this shouldn't be a crazy game. And every single week we have lost. Yeah, we we didn't lose we, to the Jets. Though. We win the first two games, and then we lose to the Seahawks on the last play. And everyone's saying, "No, this is the second best team in the AFC." And then we play the Chiefs, you know, with Brian Hoyer and Jared Sidham, and people are like, "Oh my God, if Cam played, we would have won." And then Cam played, and then Cam played, and then Cam <laughs> played, and we lost, and we lost, and we lost. And I think that to the Bills, the. Uh, 49ers. Um, did we play the Ravens? No. Raiders. The Raiders. We played early and lost beat after them. Seahawks. But the thing we is... We beat the Raiders. Oh, that was game number two. You're right. Yeah, because we took Darren Waller totally out of the game. But who knows if Stephon Gilmore's playing? Who knows who's playing? Is Isaiah Ford going to play our new receiver? I don't or know. Or is Isaiah Zuber going to be our number two guy off the practice squad again? I'm taking the Jets because any given Monday night... That's why I do think it'll be a close game. 
I I just don't have any faith in this Patriots team. And wow, Pat's, I, I could tease Jets plus fourteen. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> Pats lose this game, and the Jets are only one game ahead of them for that first pick. So you think the Pats are going to lose on purpose? Uh, I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's possible. That's why they. That's why the Jets can't lose this game. I can't win. They can't, they can't win. win. That's they why the Jets win. cannot win this game. They can't They've win. been trying to win. They're not trying to win this one. They can't. They can't win this game. It just can't happen. Trevor Lawrence has to be in a Jet uniform. But he has but, to. We have to go on sixteen because if we win. If we win this game, we'll probably win another game at the end of the year. Wouldn't and then be, we won't get a number one pick. Wouldn't it be and we'll the, fall out of the top five. Wouldn't and it we be, won't get Justin wouldn't, Fields. Would it not be Starting over the with most Sam. Jets? God. Would it not be the most Jets move of all to win this game and I, ruin their chances? It would. And I pray to God that someone out there exists. The football gods are out there. They say, no, the Jets are going to lose. They're going to go 0-16 because they deserve so. Trevor Lawrence. We deserve Trevor. What do you do with Sam? You just get as much as you can. Trade him for a second. Would you trade? <laughs> would you trade him straight up for the Pittsburgh wide receiver scout? Wow. Yes. Would you trade Sam Darnold yes. straight up? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If it's, Kev- I think you have to. You <laughs> got. You got Mike. Wallace. You pray to God it's not Kevin Colbert, the actual GM, because it yeah. would cost more than Sam Darnold. He got Mike Wallace. He got Juju. He got. Did he draft AB? Yes. Yeah. He got AB. Yes. He got Claypool, Claypool he got Deontay Johnson. But, yeah, All like, not this first guy, round receivers. This guy would make the Jets not lose every single game. <laughs> Darnold straight up for a wide receiver oh, coach. Those are all receivers, though, who are so talented, and he just took the first round off. Was like, all right. Those are all receivers that are better than every Jets receiver I can name off the top of my head. Well, if you're not going all the time, that's not true. No, Lavanius Coles, man, was in the so same good. time period. In the same time period. You got Braylon Edwards, man. He was so in good. In the same time period. Can't believe you had an all pro. <laughs> he was so good, man. It was wild. All right. Well, those are the picks. Let's um. Let's get to it. We got we got a couple more things we can talk about. I th- I guess first will be the fantasy mailbag. Uh, one question I think is really pertinent is this week Christian McCaffrey's coming back. We were all so quick to pick the Chiefs to to win this game, but Christian McCaffrey is coming back. I still don't think it'll matter, um, but will Christian McCaffrey be a top three running back in fantasy football the rest of the way? From, think, from this week on, if you're looking at every running back, is he top three? I think so. I think you got to base it on the fact that Davis, there wasn't a huge fall off. That's I, true. I know McCaffrey didn't How play. about, do you think his injury's going to... I think, I think it'll affect him this week for sure. Maybe next week. Like, maybe he'll get 15 touches this week. Maybe next week it's 18 to 20. But I think eventually he'll get back to the workload he's accustomed to. And okay. I think the Panthers are going to make a run. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they look like a decent team. What do you think? Especially if Are you playing fantasy this year? Yeah, I'm in two different leagues, and I have McCaffrey in one. And uh, I think especially if it's a PPR league, then okay. absolutely. Because he's going to catch eight balls a game. You know, no I'm gonna, questions asked. I'm gonna go out and say no. Why? Why? Yes. Um, I think he'll be great. I, I, this isn't a if you have McCaffrey, be worried statement. I think there are a few other guys that are just incredible, um, that are gonna hold him back. I think the 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 first on the Panthers. I think th- although Mike Davis is is not Christian McCaffrey, I think he played incredibly well, and I think he earned some time. I think even when McCaffrey's, they said it. Even when McCaffrey's playing, they're going to use Mike Davis. And whether you know you, that's four, like five touches a game, whatever, 
that those are touches McCaffrey would have got before this injury that he's not going to get now. Um, another player is Curtis Samuel, playing incredible without Christian McCaffrey on the field. And he earned touches. They were taking him out of the backfield. I don't know if they're going to do that anymore with McCaffrey, but they're definitely going to get him those like wide receiver screen looks. And like those are plays that could have been runs to McCaffrey otherwise, you know, the short yardage stuff. Um, so I think he's going to lose five to eight touches a game he would have got before. So if he's getting 25, maybe he's working 17 to 20 now instead. Um, and, I, and then, you know, you look at the competition. Will he be top three? It matters who he's top three against. I think Kamara is incredible. I think Kamara is going to be a top running back. But you can use the same argument that Michael Thomas is about to take 15 touches away from Kamara. Maybe, <laughs> but they're still going to run a lot. And, like, he's not. Th- those aren't the same touches in my mind. Uh, McCaffrey's still going to run a lot. <laughs> he is. But those aren't the same touches in my head, if you All know right. what I mean. Yeah, like, I get it. Like, Samuel's playing in the backfield. Mike Davis is a running back. Like, Michael Thomas is, is their, you know, their slot guy receiver. Like, maybe they line up Kamara there every now and then. But I don't know if... <laughs> That's going to do it. I don't think Latavius Murray is going to, like, is a big question mark for that. Um, another one is Dalvin Cook. He just he just had, almost had a 50-point game uh, last week. Dalvin Cook is, is going to keep scoring. They, they feed him. All they do is run through him. That He's, he's another guy. And then, and then maybe it's McCaffrey. Maybe, what, Henry? Maybe it's Henry. Maybe it's, I don't even know. It, like, it could be Kareem Hunt. Who knows? With Odell Hurt, maybe Kareem Hunt gets a lot of work. I, I don't think like, it'll be Hunt. It could be. I it could be McCaffrey. It could, he could round out the three. I think that the maybe I'm wrong saying no, but I don't think he'll be the best. That's I mean I agree with that. I don't think he'll be the best either. I think he'll be top three though for sure. I mean those he's gonna get those passing catches. He's gonna like PPR is gonna be huge. Okay. It's his spot to lose. Absolutely you know, in the top three. If he performs, it's his. How about if he Aaron does Jones? What he does. That's true. But they gave McCaffrey the money, they're gonna give him the ball. Okay. They gave him the. They gave him the money. Okay. Was this fully guaranteed? No, no. No running back. It's a full guarantee. But it was the highest per year ever for a running back. It was, yeah. I think it was sixteen a year. Yeah. It was. It was crazy money. It was enough money to make like other dudes sit out. <laughs> Kamara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Before we go, let's uh. Let's talk a few more NFL questions. I know we're we're running real. This is a long show. Um. But it's because you know three great minds all all talking sports. Um. What. No, no, I'm just saying, like Justin, he's he's got to get back here, get this, get this together. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm horrible at running the show. I make us go he long. I'm never let us go. This I am not saying. I'm not saying you're. You've done a fantastic job filling <laughs> in. I'm just. I'm just saying. Justin is a very, very pungent person, and uh, he's really, he's really. You could tell he keeps us sane from. Hey, I mean, if you're if you're bored listening to this, stop listening. I don't care. I'm gonna keep talking. To you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. I can go all day with this. <laughs> so. Uh, a couple more questions about the NFL because, like, what else is there really to talk about? Everything else in the off season. The NFC East is horrible. Yeah, but one of them has to make the playoffs. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm trying to think about how they one of them won't make the playoffs, but they have to. Who's gonna make it? And can they win a playoff game? Philly's gonna make it, and no, they cannot win a playoff game. Okay. Philly is going to make it because they have a tie this year. And the teams are all going to be so bad that, you know... A tie's worth a win. They might be 5-11, you know? Every team in that division could be 5-11, but they would be (laughs) (laughs) 5-10-1. I think that that gets them into the playoffs. And you don't think they can win a playoff game? Not a chance. No? Not a chance. Well, they're they're almost a guarantee to be the four seed 
if they make the playoffs because I don't think another team's going to be worse and they win the division. So the five seed right now is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, and that is a horrible, horrible matchup. I mean, yeah, you're playing in Philly, but what, you're at 20% capacity of fans Maybe that boot their own more team? Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Philly has any shot. I agree. I, I'd say it's like an 80% chance it's Philly, and the rest is probably Washington somehow. <laughs> um, but just for the memes. <laughs> just for the memes. Yeah, they lose their name and they make a playoff spot. That's um, that'd be awesome. But I, I agree. Whoever wins is not winning a playoff game. Now, we know we hate the Bears. Um, they're currently tied for the seventh seed, which they're, they're, they're the best team not to make the playoffs right now as far as record goes. Can they make the playoffs? No. No, I agree. I said it at 5-1. and one. I mean, can, they can. Will they? Will I don't they? think so. Will the Rams make the playoffs? They're tied with them right now. No, because they're the third best team in their own division. It happens, especially when three uh, non-division winners can make it. It does happen, but I, just, I think there's other teams. You know, you look at the Bucks and Saints sharing a division mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, I know it goes to seven, but I don't see the Rams getting in. You think the Rams can make it? The, the second half of the year is brutal. You got to oh, yeah, play the, got, You got to play your whole division. I don't again. think they've played Seattle. Yeah, so you're playing Seattle twice. You're playing the Cards again. Yep. Tough. I think they make it. I okay. think. Okay, so we'll take out the NFC East because no wild card team in there is going to make it. Correct. No chance. Correct. Then you got the NFC North and NFC South. You already. We already said Packers are in. Yeah, I'm gonna they're going to be better than the Bears. You said the Panthers yeah. could make a run too. They could. That's what I'm saying. That's what it relies <laughs> on. I say the Packers going to win the division. So in the North, you're looking at the Lions, Vikings, and. I don't even know. Bears. The Bears. Awful. Then you got the South. The Saints are probably getting in as a wild card. Then yep. you got the Panthers, who I, you just said. That's probably the only team. That can compete with the Rams. So the Rams can make it. The Panthers could, too. But I think the Rams over the Panthers. It'll be Rams, and it'll be... Cardinals. Cardinals, and the Seahawks will win the division. Yep. And it'll be the Saints. So you think it comes down to Rams and uh, uh, Panthers for, I, the, for the last spot? I think so, because I don't think anyone in the North is going to be a wild card. I think that's a great it. prediction. Because uh, I do, I think I agree. The Bears are going to fall off. They're so. Close. Um, I think the Rams will end up making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they they currently have a, a significant lead over the Panthers, and the Panthers are. You know, we're we're all saying the. What are we What are we saying? We're saying the the Rams. Are they playing? Do they have a bye? The Rams no, have a. The, the Rams, Rams are playing the Raiders this week. Are they? Oh no! no sorry, that's the, the Rams have a bye. The Rams have a bye this week, yes, and we all think the Panthers are losing. So that's that's a, a you know a step in the right direction for the Rams. But it is the Falcons, so that's you know even though we think the Panthers no, the are going to lose, oh geez, sorry about that, I messed up again. They're playing the Chiefs. Um, I think it's a loss, and and that's a step in the right direction for the Rams. Absolutely. All right, is Russell Wilson the MVP currently? Yeah. Will he win the MVP overall? Yes. Who I, could I, take it from him? Rodgers, maybe. I don't think so. Oh, Mahomes. No. I think, you know, he's. people aren't talking a lot about him. I know he's had a good year, but, like, you just expect it. People aren't talking about it. How about Brady? No, he's not doing enough statistically. Okay. It's all about the win total at the end of the season. Then why isn't Roethlisberger the MVP? He could be. No. He absolutely could be. No way. He's throwing as many touchdowns as anyone else, and they are beating everybody. Yep. They, there's just, I wish they played the Seahawks. They go, they go fourteen and two. He won an MVP. There's a chance Matt Ryan won one at fourteen and two. Why can't Big Ben? <laughs> I mean, they're they're beating everybody. They're the best team in football right now. 
you know, it, it, it stinks to say, but, I mean, he doesn't have the stats, but Russell Wilson might have the stats, but, you know, you still got to play all those hard teams in your division. Well, I mean, you're, you, it's it comes down to... Roth, they're winning games. The Steelers are. Mm-hmm. But is Roethlisberger winning games? Yeah. Because Ross is definitely winning games. But Ben is too. He's throwing three, four touchdowns a week. <laughs> that, defense. that defense, though. That defense, defense is legit. Defense is legit. Like, are the... What are the... Um, the Seahawks are... 7-1? Uh, they're 7-1. The Steelers are 8-0. They might be 6 Swap the defenses. Yeah. Are the Seahawks 8-0? I mean, if they had the Steelers' defense, they'd run through the league. Absolutely. Are the are the Steelers no. are the Steelers seven and one? No, but again, it's the win total at the end of the season, and it's what the offensive stats say. That's all it is. Okay, they're they six and one. Six. Sorry, they don't put enough stock into that stuff. Russell Wilson can carry the defense, and he puts up a lot of points because of it. But Roethlisberger's still doing his thing. Okay. So what are you saying? Is he MVP? Russ? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's gonna win it. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> oh, he's definitely he's definitely currently the MVP. I think he I think it's almost a guarantee he wins. It, and it's not it doesn't just come down to stats for me. I think this whole like let Russ cook vibe. It, it's you know it's a, it's a vote. It's his it's, year. Yeah, they just they just really like him this year, and it's yeah. it, whether even if it's close, I think Russ gets it. Um, and they're gonna get at least like twelve wins, and that's that's enough. Um, and the, what are they, 6-1? They'll get, they'll get at least 12. Probably get 13. That's what I'm thinking. Um, all right. Two more questions, and then I'll sign off and give people a break. Um, will the Raiders make the playoffs? Currently, they are the first team not to. I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. I don't. Maybe next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love the, I know you uh, don't like Carr. Yeah, I don't mind Carr, but I don't love the Raiders. I love John Gruden. I, no, have, I, do, I don't like him at I all. Think he, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's hilarious, but I don't think they have it. I don't think they Okay. Have it. I personally think they do make the playoffs. And you don't like Gruden? Nope. I like Gruden. I think they make it because the team that is just in front of them will not make it, and that's the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns will make it. Okay. Then that's the difference. Yeah. I think so. Now, the Steelers and Ravens just played. Yeah. Tight game. Yeah. Steelers got the win. Big time. Couple things did happen. Lamar threw a pick six early that really decided the game. It was the difference maker. Cost him. If these teams met in the playoffs, who would win? Steelers. Why? I don't trust Lamar yet. He can't throw the ball yet. He can't. I don't trust him in the pocket. And I understand he can succeed running the ball, but NFL teams are smart. Coordinators are smart. They're going to say, okay, what's your weakest thing you can do? We're going to make you do that all game. And for Lamar, it's throwing the ball. And. He's not going to win if he can't throw it. Yeah, I go with the Steelers if they meet up in the playoffs every time just because of experience and consistency. I think that's something that the Steelers are showing this year, you know, and they they have a lot of good young guys on defense, but they have some great vets on that yep. defense too. I mean, Joe Hayden coming over 3 4 years ago from, from the Browns, I mean, change of their secondary and yeah, Mike Mike Tomlin is a really Minka's good coach. Minka's nice. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick was a great trade for them. People thought they gave up a lot at the time they didn't. And Mike Tomlin's a great coach. He's one of the most one of under, he's one of the most underappreciated coaches ever. He mm-hmm. he wins. He yep. just he wins. <laughs> Doesn't matter who's quarterback you want. Yeah, absolutely. They look fine with Mason Rudolph or Josh Dobbs back there. I mean, give yeah. him, give him Sam Darnold and see what happens. That's what I'm yep. saying. Um, if they played next week, I would I would take the Steelers, but I I think there's something to say. They have to play again in the regular season. Yes. I think if the Steelers win that game, 
the Ravens would win the playoff game. Oh. And it's it's really a counterintuitive thing to say, but they say the hardest thing to do in the NFL is beat a team three times in one year. Yeah. And teams I, do it though. Teams do it, sure. And an undefeated team is probably the most likely to do it. But the Ravens aren't a team to scoff at. They're a very good team. They are. And I think that they could do it. You got guys like J.K. Dobbins coming up, playing a lot more, playing well. Um, you know, maybe by the end of the year they're giving the Steelers different looks. And in the playoffs, you know, it, it, I don't think Lamar's throwing pick sixes. Uh, he might, and that, that would be the difference. But I, I think that that could be, you know, a, a calmer L- Lamar Jackson. Maybe this isn't the first playoff game they're playing, obviously, because it's, you know, I don't think that they're going to be the sixth or seventh seed, and the Steelers are probably going to be the top seed. So maybe they meet in the divisional or they meet in the conference game, and Lamar's more comfortable. And, and I think that the Ravens have a great chance of winning the game. Does it bother you that Lamar's never won a playoff game? No, he's only played in two. Yeah. Can't beat Ryan Tannehill. How is he going to beat Ben Roethlisberger? No, he can't beat Derrick Henry. <laughs> he can't beat Derrick Henry. He can't Fair. beat Derrick Henry. Fair. Um, and then they played the the Chargers. It was his, it was like his second game of his career or something, and he played the Chargers. Like eighth, but who's counting? Yeah. Whatever. Um, you know. They played the Chargers, and the Chargers were kind of good. Lamar, um, I love you. Just show me in the playoffs. That's it. We might see That's it. it. We Just might see it before they get to the Steelers He's 25. Game. He's got plenty of time. He's got you know? so much time. That's... I don't want to indict him. No, no. He's, he's a great quarterback. Oh, he's no. an MVP. He's the reigning MVP. Um, so that that's pretty much it. You guys have any last thoughts on, on the NFL? Anything you want to say? I think I think we're wrapped in for a good week. A lot of lot of close picks, a lot of close games. I'm excited to see how this shakes up. And uh, one thing I'm looking forward to as a Jets fan, uh, the draft is coming up. Yeah. So how many days? Wow. You should I, know. I should. This I, is how many days until you get Trevor Lawrence. Got to get a countdown going on your phone. Yeah, we'll 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 get to it. But, for, <laughs> but first, the Knicks need to need to handle their business. Sure. That needs sure. To happen. Chandler, you were a great guest for us. You you knew everything you were talking about. I think you brought some new perspective too. I don't, we don't normally talk as much college. Right. Um. But you you knew a lot of it. Um. You'll be back. I'll be back. You will be back. You got anything else to say? No, just um, just Bryn Forbes. That's all I got. Bryn Forbes to the Celtics. Uh, I just get the pop guys in. Get the good system guys in. I would love a pop guy. Trust the process. Trust the pop process. That's all. All right. Well, that was all the balls week 10 with Connor Howe, Jake Platter, and special guest Chandler Hutchison. Next week, we'll be back with our NBA mock draft special. We'll still give you our NFL picks, but it's going to be a lot of NBA talk, a lot of trade potential, a lot of young stars on new teams. We will get back to that next Friday. All the balls, week 11. We'll see you then. Thanks.